would like to start with a song. Let's bow for prayer. Heavenly Father, you have gathered us this year at camp for a specific purpose, Lord, and that is for revival. And Lord, it starts with admitting, Lord, that we need revival. I want to pray for all the teens in this room, in this moment, Lord, in this week, as you are touching hearts, Lord. I pray that you would create many clean hearts in this room. I thank you for the opportunities that we have to come to you, to confess to you, Lord, that we need a clean heart. And I pray that would be on the prayer of many lips this week. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So for those of you who don't know me, I know there's several in here that do, many that do. I harassed some kids in the lunch line yesterday on the uh, first week of camp, so maybe I was uh, harassing you. I don't know. Um, my name is Mike Lamp. I'm from Mansfield, Ohio. Um, tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a sixth grade teacher, and so I'm used to speaking to crowds of kids, although not a crowd this large. Um, it's usually about 20 to 25 kids at a time. And on a daily basis, I'm never nervous to enter my classroom and talk. Um, it's, it's been 20 years since I've taught, and so it comes very naturally for me now with the material that I teach. I teach writing, actually. And it's my favorite subject. And so for me, it's never difficult to go into my classroom, start my day, and just go through the motions. It's pretty easy. But I will confess to you, coming up to this week of camp, I have been beyond nervous. And I don't know if it's because I don't know most of you that I'm nervous. I don't know if it's because God is laying uh, a serious concern on my hearts for you. I don't know. It could be a lot of different factors. 
Um, but I feel like one thing I need to tell most of you here, I feel like God has told me to tell most of you here, you have a heart disease. You don't know it. You know, our hearts are inside of our chests. We don't see them. You go about your day-to-day activities. You don't notice it. It just keeps beating. But a lot of you have come to camp this year with a serious heart condition. That's the bad news. Because heart conditions are serious. Spiritual heart conditions are even more serious than a physical one. And many of you have come to camp with a spiritual heart condition. The good news is, God can cure your heart disease. And so my hope and prayer today through this forum is that we can talk a little bit about your spiritual heart as well as your physical heart. And I want to kind of put the two together. Um, My son Maddox is in this room. Maddox, raise your hand for those who don't know you. Where is he? There he is in the middle. Oh, right in the middle. Uh, My son Maddox, um, 10 years ago, for those of you that don't know, was at the bottom of a swimming pool for roughly one and a half to two minutes, dead. And through the grace of God and through a miracle that I have talked about since that day to people, he is sitting right here in this room with us. And I'm so thankful for that. And I, I almost wonder if God has asked me to be a part of this forum because I can relate to something directly to it. Uh, when Maddox was brought up from the bottom of the pool, I and another person immediately began CPR on him. I've never done CPR on anyone in my life. Um, never expected to do it on my son 10 years ago when he was three. And I can tell you it's a, it's a, scary, it's a scary moment to be in. Adrenaline's pumping, unsure of a lot of what's going on. Um, felt like in that moment of bringing him out of that pool that he was going to do kind of like in the movies, spit out the water and kind of sit up and be like, oh, man, that was terrible. Didn't happen that way. Ended up going to the hospital. We spent a week in the Michigan hospital. And by the grace of God, he survived that ordeal and is here today. Maybe that's why God wants me here. I don't know. How many of you know what a DNR is? Have you ever heard of a DNR? Anybody know what DNR means? What's a DNR? Do not resuscitate. This morning in our class, somebody made a comment about, you know, there's some people that are spiritually suffering but have a DNR order on their heart. And a do not resuscitate in real life means you don't want somebody to bring you back. If, if you're older, you have a certain condition, if your heart fails and you die, a DNR is what you sign to say, I acknowledge that I could die from X, Y, or Z, and I don't want anybody to resuscitate me and bring me back. Spiritually, you can have a DNR as well. You could be telling God, God, I want to live my life the way that I am. I don't want to be resuscitated. I don't want to be brought back to my senses, spiritually speaking. I'll listen to your word, but I don't want to be resuscitated from anything that I'm doing right now. Also a serious thing. How many chambers in the heart? How many of you know something about the heart? How many chambers do you have in your heart? Anybody know? Top row. Four chambers. Do you know what they are? Can you tell me? Are you looking it up? I see you looking at your phone or something. Okay. (laughs) Good. So four chambers of your heart. And he said the right and left atriums, the right and left ventricles. Okay. Um, You guys are sitting facing this way, and i got to constantly be thinking of it in this way. Right atrium is the upper chamber of your heart. Intercepted. Left atrium is upper side here, and then we've got the ventricles left side and right side. So it's as if you're laying the way that you guys are sitting. So it's going to be backwards for me to be talking about this the whole time I'm talking to you that way. So good, four chambers of the heart. What I want to do as we get started here is I want to split this room into four chambers because you're going to be part of one of the four chambers of the heart for some activities that we're going to do. So I've got some streamers. My assistant's going to help me start these. But basically, I want to go three rows up, and we need to pass the streamer along that third row, so we're splitting the top of the room from the bottom. And then I also want to split it vertically this way. Yeah, try not to tear it. So pass it over your shoulder. Hold on to the end and pass it over your shoulder. There you go. You got to be on one side of it or the other. Okay. Sarah, you're right in the middle. You got to be on one side or the other. Which side do you want? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen if you throw it? You probably should pass it. 
Okay, I've got some signs for the different chambers, so I'm going to need somebody from the section of the right atrium to be willing to hold up the sign. Ruby, I saw your hand first. There you go. Can I get a right ventricle, somebody here, be willing to hold the sign? You want to be left ventricle? Left atrium? Top row. Thank you. Yeah, it should be written on the other side of the picture, so you people behind you should know. Excellent. Okay. Let's start with some, with some trivia. Now that I've got you split into four sections, let's see how many of you know something actually about the heart. And winning answers, you're getting candy thrown at you, so be ready to go. Oh, let me talk about the chambers a little bit first, just so you can kind of have an idea of what their purpose is in your body. Right atrium, you guys up there on the top left, your, your chamber actually receives blood that's depleted of oxygen because it's already circulated around the body, and then that chamber then pumps blood into the right ventricle, so it's pumping it down below, Okay. Right ventricle, you guys on the bottom left down here, your chamber receives blood from the right atrium, sends it to the pulmonary artery in your body. That artery sends blood to the lungs where it can pick up oxygen in exchange for carbon dioxide. Left side, and by the way, did you know the heart is a double pump? It works double. Both, both chambers, both sides are pumping at the same time. It doesn't circulate between all four. It's left side and right side are pumping at the same time. Left atrium, you guys are on the top right up there. Your chamber receives oxygenated blood from the pulmonary veins, pumps it to the left ventricle. And left ventricle, you guys are actually the hardest pumping chamber of the heart. Let's hear it for the left ventricle. You guys are the ones that uh, are pumping blood and fl that's flowing to the heart, and you send it to the rest of the body. So the left ventricle, you're in charge of getting that blood to all areas of the body. Okay? And that's kind of how the four chambers work. Okay, let's do some trivia. We're going to start up on the right atrium. I'm going to work clockwise because this will be the easiest way in my mind to remember this. So we're going to start in the right atrium. If you know the answer to this question, somebody in the right atrium, you're going to raise your hand. Okay? The average human heart is the size of a human what? Top row in the, in the dress. Fist. Very good. Oh, their name? Okay, let's go to left atrium. Your heart beats around how many times a day? Roughly how many times in a day? By the way, no phones out. We're going with straight knowledge from your brain. Anybody in the left atrium want to take a guess? And I'm gonna, if you can't get close, I'm going to go to another chamber to get the answer. 100,000. He's right on. Very good. Just smart. 100,000 times a day. Okay, left ventricle, somebody from the left ventricle, your heart pumps about how many gallons of blood in a given day? About how many gallons of blood does it pump? Anybody in the left ventricle? Nobody's going to venture a guess. Right ventricle, anybody over here? How many gallons of blood does your heart pump in a given day? Maddox. Okay, it's not three. <laughs> right atrium, a better guess, anybody? Jesse. Not 10. Who said 2,000? 2,000, right there. 2,000 gallons. <laughs> My assistant does not play baseball, in case you can't tell. <laughs> okay, let's go to right ventricle to start. True or false? True or false? The heart can continue beating even after it's disconnected from the body. True or false? It is true. Very good. It's true. It is true. Okay, let's go back to the right atrium. Youngest person ever to receive heart surgery was how old? How old? Youngest person ever received heart surgery? Three months. Let's move over here. Let's see if we can get a better answer. No, that's not correct. Nice try. Left atrium, anybody? Zero. So you can be a little more specific. 
three weeks, okay? We'll, we'll hold on to that guess for a minute. Closest one to this one's going to win. One minute. One minute. I didn't say it. Anybody over here? Oh, I started there. Sorry. One minute. It is one minute. I just want to see if somebody else knew it too. One minute. Very good. Okay, we're up to left atrium. What animal has the smallest heart of any living creature? Left atrium, any guesses? Smallest heart of any living creature. Somebody say B. Good guess. Anybody down here? You say ant? Good guess. Over here? Worm? Up here. Anybody up there? Worm as well. We're going to go with the B guess. Sorry. A gnat, also incorrect. We'll go with B because it was the closest one. A wasp actually has the smallest heart of any living creature. Who said B? Top row up there. All right, aim's getting better. Next question, we're starting left ventricle. Largest heart in the animal kingdom. Largest heart. Left ventricle. Whale, correct answer. Anybody know how big a blue whale's heart is, what it's compared to? Bigger than a basketball. A little smaller. It's compared to a, a Volkswagen bus. So basically like a small SUV is the size of a blue whale heart. Pretty impressive. All right, we're over to right ventricle. Name the animal that has a lopsided heart because one side of the heart does a much harder job than the other. Anybody in here? It's not a human. Although we did hear that one chamber is stronger. This one is abnormally stronger on one side than the other. It is not a snake. Top right. It's not a shark. Anybody here? You're on the other wrong side. You're on that side, aren't you? Anybody here? Giraffe. It is a giraffe. Obviously, one side of the heart is pumping blood all the way up the neck, so a giraffe's heart is abnormally stronger on one side. Very good. Let's do a few more. Back up to right atrium. What day of the week do most heart attacks occur on? Day of the week most heart attacks occur on. Somebody from right atrium. Jesse. Yeah. Good guess. No. Left atrium, anybody? Saturday, he said. Also incorrect. Left ventricle. It is a Monday. It is a Monday. How many of you get that feeling on Monday when you go to school? This might be a day I'm going to have a heart attack. It's a Monday. I do, and I'm working there. Let's go with up to the left atrium. Name the day of the year that most heart attacks occur on. Day of the year that most heart attacks occur on. Pink shirt. Christmas. It is correct. It's Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Very good. Okay, two more questions. Left ventricle. Whose heart is heavier on average, a man's or a woman's? Heavier. Yep. It is a man's heart, heavier. Man's heart is heavier. Okay, last question. Let me get one good one for the last one here. Right ventricle. What causes the beating sound of your heart? When you hear your heart beat, what is that sound caused by? Good. It's the valves of your heart opening and closing. That's what's causing the beating sound. Very good. Nice job. One other random fact about your heart. I found this one kind of interesting. It was going to be one of the trivia questions, but I'm sticking to a timeline, guys. I want to get you to lunch on time. One of the other random facts that I learned about the heart, heart cancer is something you don't hear about very often. It's very, very rare. And the reason is because your heart cells don't continue to divide. In order for cancer to spread, cells have to divide. And because your heart cells stop dividing, heart cancer is actually really, really rare. Now, there's some other diseases we'll talk about a little bit later on in the heart that are pretty common, but heart cancer, not a very common one. So in summary, guys, your heart affects every part of your body. That means that your diet, your lifestyle, your emotional well-being all play a part in the health of your heart. Spiritually speaking, a heart that's right with God, a heart that's in line with God, 
is a much more healthy heart. And who better to take care of that heart than the person that created your heart? God knows your heart better than anyone. He created it, and not only does he know physically how it needs to operate, but spiritually he knows that your heart needs to be in alignment with him as well. Okay, let's move on. God's word speaks a lot about the heart. As I was going through and pulling some verses about the heart from the Bible, there are hundreds of verses about the heart. And it's really kind of hard to narrow it down to ones that I would view as ones that are really, really important to talk about, but I want to get to these that I have listed up here. Um, We're also going to get to some verses about the blood as well. But what I would like to do is I would like right atrium and left atrium. If you guys can get your Bible out if you have one or your phone out with the scripture on it, I'm going to have right atrium. I would like you guys to do the first five verses. I'd like you to read them out loud. I don't care who does it. But if you guys can go with Psalms 51.10, Jeremiah 17.9, Matthew 5.8, Proverbs 4.23, and Proverbs 3.5 through 6. And I'll get to you in just a minute. But if you guys can go to those verses, I'm going to call on you to read those out loud. And so then, yeah, and I'm not going to pass the mic around, so read loud. I know you guys can talk loud. Left atrium, I'd like you guys to be doing Proverbs 21.12, Matthew 15.18-20, Psalms 34.18, Jeremiah 17.10, and Ezekiel 36, 26. Okay, do I have somebody from right atrium ready for that first verse? Psalms 51, 10. Jeremiah 17, 9. Still, still right atrium. These are all right atrium. Anybody? Jeremiah 17, 9. Just read it if you've got it. Thank you. Matthew 5.8. Proverbs 4.23. And Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Okay, let's move up to left atrium. You guys can do the last five there. Can somebody from left atrium please read Proverbs 21 2? Matthew 15, 18 through 20. Go ahead, anybody that's ready. Thank you. Psalms 34, 18. Thank you. Jeremiah 17, 10. Thank you. And Ezekiel 36, 26. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys that read those verses. So hopefully what you're hearing, the heart, you know, it's an essential organ. Physically, it's essential. Spiritually, it's essential. Our hearts can go through changes in our lifetime, too. They can change from good to bad. They can change from bad to good. Okay, so your heart can actually go through changes, and there's things we'll talk about a little bit later that change our hearts in a good way and a bad way. Um, Only God, though, is capable of changing our spiritual heart. It's not something we can do ourselves. It might be a need that we recognize, but it's not necessarily something we can fix on our own. We have to pray for God to change our heart. Even though it's a critical part of our body, and I mentioned this at the beginning, it's not something that we ever see during our lifetime. God is continually looking at it. God is continually examining your heart. Even though you don't see it, and you don't see him looking at it, God is continually examining your heart throughout your life. He desires, hopefully you heard in some of those verses, the Lord desires to change hearts, especially those that are broken before him. That's his desire, is to fix hearts. Something we'll talk about a little bit later. A heart that continually, and it was mentioned last night as well, a heart that continually denies God becomes what? Anybody know? What is a, if you continually deny God, your heart becomes what? And this is actually a physical condition that we'll talk about a little bit later. Stony, it becomes hardened. Continually denying God's calling hardens your heart. And it's a real condition that we'll talk about too. There are continual blessings for those that have a clean heart and have a spirit that desires a clean heart, that have a spirit that desires forgiveness from God. One of the uh, forum suggestions, uh, when I was told I was doing this forum, one of the forum suggestions One of the thoughts said, discerning what God's vision is for our lives versus our own vision. Isn't that interesting? We all have a vision for what we want to do in our lives. God has a vision as well. If those two things are aligned, that's wonderful. 
More often than not, though, they're not. And so we have to pray for that vision. We have to pray, God, reveal to me what your vision for my life is. There's an eternal struggle, guys, going on between God and Satan over your heart. It's an eternal struggle. You face it every day. Christians around you face it every day. They're not immune from it either. And God is the one that wants to be in ultimate control of that. And so my prayer for you, one of my prayers for you this week is that you will allow God to be in control of your heart because that is what he desires. Okay, I want to do some physical moving around a little bit for some of you, for some of you. This is going to be intended to get your heart pumping, your blood circulating a little bit. That's my wife's cheesy emoji that she put on there that my kids cringed when she put it on there. Did it anyway. <laughs> I need somebody, sorry, uh, yeah. I'm going to need some, a volunteer from the right atrium and a volunteer from the left atrium, somebody that thinks they're good at jumping rope. I told Jax, I promised him I would get him up here for an activity, so Jax, come on down. Left atrium, I'll get to you in just a minute, but I'm going to need somebody to do the same thing here. Can I have somebody be a timer as well? Timer. Okay, you're a timer. Set your timer for 30 seconds. Okay. We're going to see how many times he can jump rope in 30 seconds. If he messes up, he can just start and keep going, and the count keeps going. I need you guys to help count. Okay, are you ready? You call it out at the 30-second start, and then yell it out when it's time up. Okay. You guys are counting it. Get ready. All right, he's ready. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five, forty-six, forty-seven. 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60. 60. Give him a hand. 60. Good number. Who for my left atrium is going to compete with that? Come on down. Now, you guys were supposed to count that last one. I ended up counting it myself. You guys count it. <laughs> you can time it again, yeah. <laughs> okay. Count it. Hey, give him a hand. Did you throw into jacks? Okay, very good. Activity number two. I need a left ventricle and a right ventricle. We're not jumping rope this time. This one's not jumping rope. Should I tell you first? I'm going to need somebody from left ventricle and right ventricle. You're going to start here. You're going to run up these steps. Touch the black ladder at the top of the steps. Come back down. And you're going to go up, down, up, down. So a total of one, two, three, four. Come on down. Hey, we got a girl. Let's go. All right.
Okay, are we ready? You're going to end. You're going up, back down, up, and back down. So you're going to end on your second time coming down. Ready, set, go. <laughs> All right. Good job. Good job. I was praying there was not going to be a wipeout on the bottom of the floor. That would have been terrible. <laughs> okay, one more good physical activity. Get heart and blood pumping. I need one person from each section. So one from right and left atrium, one from right and left ventricles for push-ups. For push-ups. Send a representative from your chamber down. Send one down. Send one down. You decide. On the stage. I need a right atrium. Dylan, come on down. Your left atrium, right? Do I have a left ventricle yet? Where's my left ventricle? And my right ventricle? Are you left ventricle? I need a right ventricle. There we go. Excellent. Can I trust the different chambers to count how many times your person, your representative is getting a push-up in? Can I trust you? Okay. Get in position for your push-ups. 30 seconds. Can I get a timer? 30 seconds again. Kyle, you're the timer again. Stop. Wow. Give them all a hand for continuing to go. Nice job. Nice job. Did you guys count your own? Nobody counted their own? Did somebody in this section count how many? 48? Okay. 38? Left atrium, how many is yours? 40? 40? Okay, very good. Thank you, participants. <laughs> I can't cheat at a church forum. <laughs> okay. You got your blood pumping. You guys that were down here doing those activities, your, your heart was working hard. It was pumping blood faster than it usually does. Maybe that's where that 100,000 beats in a day comes from because you're not at a steady 60 beats per minute during your day. Your heart gets pumping faster at different times. Okay? Let's read some verses about the blood as well, because God's word talks a lot about our blood and the blood of Christ. So I'm going to need my left and right ventricles. I'm going to need you guys' help to get these verses. Left ventricle, I'm going to need you guys to find Hebrews 9.22, 1 John 1.7, 1 John 5.6, Matthew 26.28, and Hebrews 9.12. My right ventricle, if you guys can pick it up with Romans 5.9, Ephesians 1.7, Ephesians 2.13, Romans 3.23, 
and Revelations 12:11. Let's learn a little bit about what God's word says about the blood. Hebrews 9:22 if somebody wants to go ahead and start. 1 John 1:7. Thank you. 1 John 5:6. Thank you. Matthew 26, 28. Thank you. And Hebrews 9, 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Okay, right ventricle. Can you guys pick up right there? Romans 5, 9. Thank you. Ephesians 1, 7. Thank you. Ephesians 2, 13. Thank you. Romans 3, 25. Thank you. And Revelation 12, 11. Thank you. In your body, anybody know about how much blood you have in your body at one given time, roughly? Anybody take a guess? How much? Oh, I'm, I'm customary measurement. What's seven liters translate to? Like 1.75, right? Yeah. Yeah, good. Good guess. It's between 1.2 and 1.5 gallons of blood in your body at one time, okay? If you lose 15% of your blood, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> and it was short. Losing 15% of your blood at one time through an accident of some sort, causes your body to hemorrhage, okay? Your body cannot lose more than 15% of its blood at one time. Blood in the Old Testament of the Bible, what was it used for? What was blood, sign- what did, what was blood used for in the Old Testament? Sacrifice, good. So in order to cover the sins of the people, blood had to be shed from an animal, okay? And there were all different sorts of sacrifices that had to be made to cover the sins of the people, And it had to be done over and over and over and over again. If any of you have read through the Old Testament, especially some of the early books in the Old Testament, it's exhausting to see how much blood had to be shed to cover sins. And it had to be repeatedly done. There were very specific steps that had to be taken in order that it was done right. Different parts of the animals had to be assigned different things in order for that sacrifice to be pleasing to God to cover the sins of the people. Okay, Christ's blood on the flip side was given once for us. It was shed one time. His one shedding of blood took the place of all those continual sacrifices over and over and over again. His one time shedding of blood. Blood is required for remission of sins. Maybe you've heard the word remission of sins. Remission of sins means, and the definition that I found for remission, the cancellation of a debt, charge, or penalty. Cancellation of a debt, charge, or penalty. So if you have a debt and there's remission for it, it's like having your debt canceled, having it taken back. Christ's blood is that sacrifice that cancels the debt, that cancels the debt for your sin. How many of you have ever seen those commercials on TV where they show different stains on things and they say, you know, it can get this out, it can get oil out, it can get this out, and then they always have blood as a stain. Have you seen those commercials before? I saw a funny comedy bit about that one time that the, the guy was making the point of why do they always have to make it look like a murder happened and that's really important that you can get that blood out of somebody's shirt to cover it up. And it was kind of made the point, though, that blood is one of those stains that is always blood up, brought up because it's a stain that's hard to get rid of on something especially that's white. Okay, But Christ has that ability to cleanse that stain, to remove that stain. The Bible says in Isaiah 118, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. With the knowledge that blood goes hand in hand with the heart, blood constantly be pumping through the heart. Another one of my prayers for you this week is that you will allow Christ's blood to make you whiter than snow. Now, I mentioned before we would talk a little bit about heart diseases. Anybody know how many heart diseases there are? This is not a comprehensive list. These are kind of the three of the big ones, but anybody know how many different heart diseases you can get? Might be a number that surprises you. It is seven. Very good. It's seven. Great guess. 
Yeah, there are seven diseases of the heart that you can get. These three are, as I was reading through these heart diseases, these three kind of jumped out at me because I want, I want to tell you what these diseases actually are, physically what they are, but I, more importantly, I want you to think about spiritually how these apply. And I mentioned to you at the beginning that you, so a lot of you have come to camp with a heart disease. It's very, very likely that those of you that came with a heart disease have one of these main three. Let's talk first about coronary artery disease. Coronary artery disease. This can be caused by blockages to the arteries that supply blood to the heart. So at the beginning when I was talking about what these different chambers are doing, blockages to those chambers cause, can be one of the causes for what is called coronary, art disease, coronary artery disease, CAD. Uh, the disease is usually started by a conditioning known as hardening, hardening of the arteries. So we talked about the heart becoming hardened after continually denying Christ. If your arteries become hard, that's kind of the beginning of this disease. Some of the causes for this disease, some of the things that lead people to literally get this disease in real life include being inactive, having a lot of stress in your life, and adopting bad habits, bad physical habits, smoking, excessive drinking, obesity, whatever. Physically, if you don't take care of your body, that can be one of the causes that begins coronary artery disease. Spiritually speaking, have you become inactive in listening to God's word? I was kind of humbled by the fact when my wife mentioned to me, you realize that when the teens come to camp this year and you have your forum on Monday, you're going to have a large contingency of kids in here that have never been to a teen forum before. Some of them being 14, 15, 16 years old, not, to, not mentioning the ones that are coming to camp maybe for the first time or haven't come in several years. Some of you, though, have been here repeatedly. Some of my older teens in here, you've been to camp before. Some of you have been very good at being inactive and listening to God's word. And what is happening is the arteries to your heart are becoming hardened. Do you stress about things in your life that God wants to be in control of? Have you taken on some bad habits in your life? Not physically, not the ones that I mentioned, but spiritually, maybe physically too. Spiritually, spiritually though, have you taken on some bad habits in your life that you know are causing undue stress on your heart? Let's move to the second one, heart valve disease. So we mentioned the beating of the heart is that sound of the valves opening and closing in your heart. Heart valve disease means there's an abnormality that makes it hard for one or more of the valves of your heart to open and to close. So it's either not fully opening or not fully closing. Blood flow can be blocked or it can leak. So if it's not going through the valves of your heart physically, it can be leaking out. It can lead to an infection of your heart. It can lead to a heart attack. Spiritually speaking, has sin in your life caused your valves to not work properly? Do your valves let in things that are unhealthy for your heart? Has the building up caused an infection in your life? Are you in danger, without knowing it right now, of having a spiritual heart attack? Sometimes God does that to get a, to get a hold of our attention. He might cause a spiritual heart attack to happen in our life. I think physically, you know, when people have a heart attack, it brings them to a new awareness of maybe I shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z anymore. And if you talk to people after they have a heart attack, they talk about all the things that they did afterwards, hopefully, to change their, their behavior, their habits, the things that they were doing at one time. Maybe they work less. Maybe they drop a certain habit. They give up smoking, whatever. Physically, they realize my heart can stop if I continue doing what I did, and I'm thankful that, you know, it didn't. Or I'm thankful that I was brought back to life through CPR or whatever. Is God going to cause a spiritual heart attack in your life to get your attention? Because some of you, in order to get your attention the right way, he's got to cause that heart attack to happen. It's not something I would pray for you. It's certainly not something you would pray for yourself. God, give me a heart attack, spiritually. But sometimes when the measures need to be extreme enough, God will cause a spiritual heart attack in someone's life to get their attention. Let's talk about this third one, cardiomyopathy. This is called heart muscle disease. This is a disease caused by your heart getting stretched or thickened or stiff. So any one of those options. The heart, if it becomes stretched or thickened or stiff, it becomes too weak to pump blood. It can't pump anymore. If the muscle is not soft like, a, like the muscle should be, it can't pump the right way. Some of the possible causes of this one, genetics, reactions to certain drugs, viral infections, 
These can be some of the causes that lead to heart muscle disease or cardiomyopathy. Spiritually speaking, has your heart been stretched or thickened over time? Has it stopped pumping the way that it should? When we hear God's word, we should be reacting certain ways. Is your, is your spiritual heart not reacting the way that it should when you hear God's word? Is it thickening over time? Do you have a spiritual infection that only Christ's life-saving blood can cure, but you're refusing to take it? Imagine physically if a person went into a hospital with a heart condition, told the doctor, doctor, I need help. I'm having these symptoms. This is what I feel like is going on. Diagnose me. Tell me what's wrong. Can you imagine if the doctor would come back and tell the person, hey, we actually found out exactly what's wrong. This is it. This is it. And this is it. This is what's causing it. Here's some medicine to take. Can you imagine the person saying, I'm not going to take the medicine. I'd rather just take my chances and hope it gets better. As kind of a closing to this forum, I see that my time is dwindling. It's Monday right now. How many of you in this room have already given your hearts to Christ? I'd like you to stand, because I know there's some of you in here that have already given your hearts to Christ. Stand up, please, where you're, where you're sitting. The numbers to me are always shocking at camp. When we get those preliminary numbers of how many people are coming, how many people are converted, how many teens are unconverted, the number is always shocking. What I would like to do, I'm going to play a closing song here. And as I play this closing song, I'm going to ask those of you that are standing to come down. Wait till the song starts. I'd like you to come down and help me. What's going to be coming around to you is one of these. Okay? In order to not incriminate myself, we're going to refer to these as bands. Okay? Bands. <laughs> not going to call them anything else. These bands say, created me a clean heart. My prayer for you this week, teens, is that you are going to pray to God to create in you a clean heart. And that any time that you look at this band and see those words written there, taken right from God's word, that your prayer is that he would create a clean heart in you. Because those of you that have those heart diseases, it's got to start with a prayer that God creates in you a clean heart. He can't create it in you if you're refusing to have it created. If you're not asking for it, if you don't want it, he can't create a clean heart in you. It's one thing to have one of these. It's another thing to look at it and believe what it says. I've carried a bird the rest of you, I'd like you just to watch those lyrics up there. For too long on my I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. I see it now. When you get your band, please stand up. Talking, please just stand up if your band is if you have it. From the start. Don't put it on. I forgot to mention that. Don't put it on. The price for my I don't have a context that kind of love. I don't understand.
the sake of your time, I'm going to cut it off right there. What I would like to do, make sure there's no gaps between you. So now I need all of you to move towards the center. So you're next to everybody. There's no gaps between you. Take your band in your left hand. Hold it at your side. Person to that side there, grab onto that with your fingers. Band, not hand. Bow with me for prayer. Heavenly Father, we are here gathered together in front of you, Lord, broken, asking, as the song says, Lord, for heart surgery. I pray for the many in here, Lord, that came into this forum not realizing they had a heart condition, but maybe now do. Maybe are taking a closer look at the condition of their heart. Maybe they've adopted some bad habits over the years. Maybe they are taking on some things in their life, undue stress, Lord, that you can take away. You have the cure, Lord. You created each one of us in this room and have the ability to cure any disease that's in here. Spiritually speaking, Lord, I pray for these teens in this room this week as they will hear the call of God go out repeatedly. I pray that you would soften their hearts. I pray that you would sharpen their minds. I pray that they would come broken before you. And most importantly, Lord, I pray that you would create in them a clean heart. In the name of Jesus, 